2: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
0: Hello. Thank you for joining us. This is the Nerds Podcast number 776. Katie Levine is sitting across from me, super sure producer, I am. wonderful human being. Thank you. Animal lover. I do. Sports fanatic. Yep. Also, Nerdist Community Corkboard Reader.
2: I am right Katie, now. Katie,
0: what is on that corkboard?
2: I want to plug something. So you know Dave Clock, who does all the amazing Meltdown posters? Yes. Such a good artist. He also does a bunch of posters for bands and uh, touring comedians and all that stuff. He has a website that you can go and buy these, these posters and other existing artwork he has, or you could commission a, a, a piece from him. So you can check it out at daveclock.com and his last name is spelled K-L-O-C.
0: He is a stunning artist. He I mean, is. Th- those those meltdown posters.
2: They're so they're so good. Oh
0: my god! I also want to let people know that um, the last episode of the year is going to be a hostful hostful mm-hmm. podcast. Last episode of the year, and um, yeah, we're not going to stop doing those. They are going to happen. Jonah has been so busy uh, between the mystery science theater news and doing hidden America and meltdown just got picked up oh, and he's yeah. been on it. The- He's family. been, uh, Matt, man. So he's been sort of, he's been tough to pin down. Matt was traveling for a while. Matt got married. Matt went on a honeymoon. I'm busy. So, you know, we'll do those whenever we can. We do the best that we can. So it never means like, they're over. They're not over. They're <laughs> just, it's just schedule. Everyone broke up. Well, I think the thing to do from now on is that we'll just have to really schedule days where we can do a couple and then just bang yeah. and then just float them out there. So. We will definitely be doing those At Midnight's on a break right now. We'll be back uh, January 4th. So January 4th, uh, we will be back on At Midnight. Very special, uh, special guest back on At Midnight. We got uh, first day back. We're doing a Doug Benson week. We're oh, doing nice. a week of Doug Benson. He's on every episode the first week back, starting the 4th. That'll be fun. Doug Benson, Jonah Ray, Michaela <gasps> Watkins on the 4th. Uh, we got uh, Doug Benson, Matt Besser. We got Chris Cubas, Jamie Lee, Roy Scoville. Then Paul F. Tompkins, Hodgman.
3: Oh man. Whitney that's Cummings. A really good lineup. Yeah,
0: we have great lineups coming up. So that's at midnight on Comedy Central. Midnight on Comedy Central. I say 11.59, 59 seconds. It's technically 1201, but let's not mince words. <laughs> okay. Let's not mince times, people. Uh, this episode is Tim Roth. He is in Hateful Eight. Quentin Tarantino movie
2: I'm so excited for that I can't wait to see that
0: it looks really stunning and if there's a movie that could open around the same time as Star Wars <laughs> would that have been weird if Chipmunks had been the number one movie
2: yeah, and, like, and just I like not coming <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh. no one would have seen that coming but obviously yeah. that did not come <laughs> uh, but Hateful Eight opens on Christmas Day Quentin Tarantino was just on the podcast so you can listen to that too uh, Tim really really sweet guy Le- I didn't know I was a little afraid of Tim because I always think of him as like he's a really serious actors. Yeah, and he
2: was like... Super easy to talk to. Wasn't
0: he? So fucking charming.
2: Scout loved him. Scout... You always take that as a good sign. Scout loves... when She loves someone. Yeah, <laughs> and you
0: know that because she slightly lifts her head. Other than that, she's, she's quite still. Here's Nerdist Podcast number 776 with Tim Roth.
3: Now entering Nerdist.com
0: Uh, blueberry cheesecake and there's the bad ideas are like the yam flavored ones like there's all types of craziness but they don't it doesn't taste like what you think it it doesn't taste like eating green tea it just gives the chocolate a little bit different of a flavor
1: it's horrible isn't
0: I like it <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. that's a challenge <laughs> I like that you ate half of it and go that's horrible and then you ate the other half oh, yeah. and now you're eating okay. the other one okay. all right, that's not bad it's not bad excellent what a fun way to start a podcast. You get a Kit Kat right off the bat. It's good. It's good stuff. I'll have some more water as well. Excellent. Please have some more water. Kyle, did you want one? Uh, no. Did, I you, did either you? of you? Deb? All right. If you want more one? for me. <laughs> St- six more for me. There's two inside each one. Uh, it's nice to see you. Thank you for coming in today to cool. do this. No worries. Uh, you know, I was so... New. When I did the Hateful Eight panel at Comic-Con, I was really nervous to... Why? Because... You're all amazing, and I and I, I was I was super. This is Matt. We started early today.
2: Oh, Winning. I, I got here five minutes early. Yeah. How are you? This, this is weird. Matt.
0: Doesn't what? matter. <laughs> I mean, we literally just sat down. Here as my we, top was going up. Was We like, just sat down. We just sat down. Well, you know, let's let's start over. Yeah, let me do that. Thanks, guys. Matt, well, it's nice to see you. Great Have to a be Kit Kit here at the very you want start kid, of you the want podcast. A, do you want a green tea Kit Kat? No, thank you. This no. no. is all going to be about. <laughs> I know I get it's at, my, late, late at night I, I get excited about ordering Japanese candies off of uh, eBay and Amazon you just go downtown and buy them that's driving no. downtown there's traffic I can do it the privacy of my own fucking home not these ones though
2: can you get these ones yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. Can, yeah
0: you can get them in uh, little Tokyo. Tokyo there was some pink one I ate I can't remember what it was a pink uh, Kit Kat yeah
1: it was pink it was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> but I ate it. I, think I ate it in Liverpool. <laughs> That's probably why. Was it supposed to be pink? <laughs> it was pink. Yeah, it was uh, supposed to be pink. I can't remember what the flavour was.
0: I was just saying, I, I was, I was super nervous to do that panel because there were so many people on there that I, uh, you know, have a tremendous amount of respect for, and I didn't know. And also, it felt like, oh, these are all like serious actors, and everyone was so nice. We were having a well, we were all very excitable because, I
1: mean, as much as actors always say it was really fun making this film, it was, and we were a very, we became very close. And um still are, so that was one of our first sort of reunion moments, so we 're all a bit giddy when we got there and we had to we were stuffed backstage, and um that was the first stuff we 'd seen of the Oh you hadn 't seen any of we hadn't of it, seen anything yeah. we 'd seen bits at the studio when we were shooting he' he 'd screened some for the cast like um just some takes and stuff, so we had an idea, but that was the first footage that we 'd seen was the stuff that they showed at comic con. So we were all sneaking around because it wasn't on the monitor in the back.
0: We were all sneaking around to see it. It looked stunning.
2: It it did. And the thing that's so I mean,
0: yes, it looked like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It did. That's fucking awesome. Yes, it <laughs> did. But it was different because the scale of it is so the way he shot it. Yeah. You know, and on that on that special film, and okay. they had to get those spe- the old cameras with the old film, and I mean, it really is it really is gorgeous. Seventy,
1: 70 mils is is a, is remarkable. I mean, I, I've never worked on it before, but. When we were shooting, you know, the sh- scenes where we were shooting, and you'd think to yourself, "Well, I'm off camera here; I'm, I'm good." And you're on because <laughs> it can see so much of the room. And then, and and, then, uh, and, and after the fact, when uh, when you go back and you work on a on a, in a normal sort of format, what is now a normal format, um, you think you're on camera and you're not.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: get you get you get the luxury of that on Quentin's stuff, especially now he's shooting in seventy.
0: So are you? Are you so when was, you're when you're in a scene, you, your brain is divided. Where you're, you're. Are you've you, got to really be on it. You've got to be really, you
1: know, because the lenses go, a curve. Yeah, it's like
0: they're huge old pieces of glass.
1: We were standing on. Things in you know we were being shot. We would say to to Bob, you know, what was shot on this? Earth? Is this a Ben Hur or is this a what? And go, <laughs> You know, and we'd all be get k- kind of a
0: kick out of that that it had these lenses had this extraordinary history just I, in themselves. I, I just love how excited he was about it because it's not it's not stunty. Like he legitimately he cares so much about it that he made a special video just for Comic Con to explain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What it was and why he decided to do, it and even backstage he was like, "Oh man, it's so cool!" And then we had to go in and with these cameras, and they still fucking worked. They still fucking worked. Yeah. Like he was that excitable about the, it. I don't
1: think we ever really had more. Uh, maybe a, there was a couple of times when there were the, the the crew had to tweak them because they, you know, it was it's 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 a new thing and now. Funnily, weirdly enough, it's a new thing. But they were they mostly ran completely smoothly. I think I saw one
0: hiccup. That was it. The whole thing. Oh. How how has it changed working with him since the very first time that you worked with him?
1: Well, I feel, I really feel that he's um, the same guy. I feel that he's... I mean, I think I was surprised at how unchanged he is, which probably means that I was so immature. <laughs> when I worked with him the first time, and he was so much more mature than me. But... Um, i mean it's it is except he is has a world of experience of of you know just in the 20 years or so that i've known him his his film brain is is just massive it's extraordinary and now he's got the tools and and he's excited all over again every 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 single film i think that he makes he's like that but i haven't worked with him on the big ones you know since pulp fiction that was it yeah um and 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 now I see that he can do that stuff. I mean, he really knows his way around. It's, it's really exciting. I used to sit on set and just watch him figuring stuff out. It was it, I could see him a light bulb go off somewhere, and he, off he was doing something. You know, very 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 clever stuff.
0: Yeah, because we were to, uh, he's a brilliant director. He's brilliant, and we we were ta- I was talking to Robert Rodriguez about it a couple mm. months ago about it, it's so it's great to see people who can operate outside what the sometimes. Creative process killing entertainment system infrastructure can be and sure. you see someone just kind of go okay I'm just going to sidestep that and I'm just going to keep doing my own thing the way that I want to do it and oh, yeah. not worry about all and that and he so. will continue until he stops yeah it's, well certainly it's, now it's, yeah it's,
1: yeah but even then now I didn't see any I'd never seen in, in, in any of the films that he's done any compromise at, at all do you ever feel I, any not, I'm aware of it. that like you're he aware might, he might tell me I'm wrong but.
0: do you ever feel any control as an actor or are you good at releasing control of stuff With him you don't need to I mean the the, the stuff is so good when
1: you get it Yeah um you don't know, I mean it's it's it, it speaks for itself it's quite incredible He's the only director I'm trying to think of anybody else that I've worked with and I don't think there is Anybody else that I've worked with, where you would go, where you would go to him and say, "Give me a line reading on this, uh, this," oh, wow. b- and and because you got to, you want to get it to where the music is is where he had it in his head when he was writing it, and it's and it's weird because sometimes you miss. Um, we all had this experience with him, and we, sometimes it, you'd, you'd miss. You go, okay, cause I can't, I can't get it, and kind of, and he would have to make that sort of jump for you, that make those sort of synapses go pop. By just telling you exactly what was in the music that was in his head, and he will tell you if you go off, if you if if it's doesn't it's not sounding good, is kind of what. Yeah, and it's so like there's nobody in there. I mean, we all have bad days as actors, but he's he's cast us all, so we're all there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but you know, we, have, we don't we don't necessarily hear his music. You know, sometimes.
0: But in general, just in general, in the business, do you feel? Are you good at relinquishing control of... Because it just... I mean, an actor really is a... It's a terrifying job. You never know... You don't have control over what's going to get used. You don't have control... I mean, you can pick... St- I mean, when you get to a certain point, you can pick stuff. But you don't always know what's going to work or how's it, how's it going to come across. So you really have to trust the people you're working with. I'm all right with it. I didn't used to be. I used to just jump up and down a bit uh, um,
1: and scream and shout. Now, if 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 I'm... Yeah, I, I think I, I think I am much better at that. It's, it's a director's medium. It's not an actor's medium. Right. You know, um, writers get TV kind of, although, it's, it, but we get theatre really. But um, and his was like a play, weirdly enough, in many ways. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm pretty good at it. it. Generally, actually, if I find I'm being directed by a bad director, which is quite often. Um, I'll just sit back and relax.
0: Just let it be, Darn, man. Yeah, I mean, you can be in, you know, if you're in, a, or if you're in a bad film, you know. How can you tell? Like, what what are the signs when you get on a set? Can you tell right away? Like, oh yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. How, you how, can, how, how most can you tell? most
1: of the time, you can. You know, you, you you can generally tell that before. I think. Yeah. I think most like before people you step on the set. You yeah. know.
0: Sometimes you do. Is it indecisiveness or lack of vision, or is it just oh, this person has a vision? It's just a bad vision.
1: I don't know. It could be anything. I was I did a really really bad film a um, long long time ago before I came to the states. I did a bad film and I was out um, on a different continent. Arrived, came to a set, little back streets, you know, really, you know, really no English being spoken or anything like that. Walked onto the set and. It was a director that froze in the headlights. Three days it took us to get one, two, two or three line scene. Eww. Yeah, and that was like, ouch. And far away from home. Oh. And I've done that, and that's an inexperienced. But then I've been around really experienced directors who would kind of do the same in a similar, in, in an odd way. I mean, they, they just managed to screw it, screw it up for themselves, really, all the way down the line. It's weird. and you're you, never, in- you never know what's going to happen.
0: You don't, there are only a few people you know that uh, what's going to happen with. You can tell in the, in the when you meet them. You can tell. And you feel okay, like, once something comes out, you, of just going, well, that wasn't, I mean, you know, it's only so much I can... No, I'll go out and sell it if, I, if it's part of my deal.
1: You know, I, 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 it's, it is part of the actor's deal to go out <laughs> and lie. LAUGHTER
3: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I mean, it is—it's our gig, you know. Sometimes you run away, but quite often you have to sit there and you have to say it was a really good experience. And, and it's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And it's kind of funny that it, that is totally acceptable because you got to do it because it, especially now with the, everything being so big. Yeah, you know, media being so broad. Um, you know, and also when you've got films, that's how they get get seen. You know, I guess sometimes that's true. You don't want them to get seen, but.
0: No, but it is, but it is. It's an, it's an acceptable amount of lying that no one would ever blame you for. Even if someone was like, I think he's lying. they go, yeah, but what's he? he it you know, it's for uh, the greater no, good. No, you just know. But the,
1: um, what I like <laughs> doing is watching, there's a couple of things I love doing when, when I would look at, at actors on telly doing the, on the red carpet, I like hunting down the publicists. <laughs> right I just watch i 'm not interested in the actor <laughs> i 'm just watching the people behind getting nervous and thinking,Oh like, got to get that old oh, shit he's coming, and you know all that going on that makes me laugh, and then the other one is watching when you 've got junket. you know an actor 's been on a really yeah. really really fucking long junket, and they are toast oh yeah, watching them try to engage and it, and they 're being asked the same four questions, and they 've been asked them for about three months now. And they can't remember quite if they've answered it yet, or if are they in the right order, or are they answering one that I did I mean it's just the right you know, because it's always going to be the same for. Always going to say form, questions, pretty much. Yeah. What was that... it like working with? Yeah. Um, Have, what, on the set? If you were in yeah. the
0: Old West, what would you?
1: <laughs> I know. What do you like? Do you prefer playing good guys or bad guys? Do you, do you know, and so on and so forth. So you know that they've been asked whatever the question is. What was it like being on Mars? You know, uh, whatever the question is.
0: Yeah. You just know they've been asked it a lot. You know what's, what sucks, though, is because <laughs> it's it's such a... Um, junkets are such a part of the this uh, stratum of soundbite culture Yeah. that it's very... Because I've seen people try to throw different types of questions. It's, it's not your fault. No. It's just the way it is. And, you know? and, and and it and that also has its own pitfalls. Because then the person is like, I don't, uh, I don't know. Can we just fucking <laughs> talk about you know what I mean? It's like they, <laughs> their brains are so melted, they don't want to be too challenged in I that know, moment. But then something does come up,
1: and that's when it's that's what's kind of fun. It's like out of the blue, if there is a good one, you go, you know what? I never thought of that, and uh, and then you're off to the races. For about you know a minute and a half. <laughs> I think it's really.
0: I, and then you got to get out of the next... don't want You're gonna go sit in front of the poster again, and then I fell asleep in broken. the middle
1: of an interview once. <laughs> in you the Middle that? of it.
0: It was in. It was. It was in
1: Cannes. It's true. She do not know this one.
3: So uh,
1: <laughs> it's a true story. True story. I'm in Cannes, right? And I'm there with um, a film I've directed. I see. Only. I've only. Only directed one film. So I'm there, and, I'm, and we're working it, you know, because it's a really non-commercial film. Working our asses off. It. So we're doing press, 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 press. press. But we were at, It was at a point when we we were. I don't know how long through the tour we've been. We've been uh doing this for for you know, a couple of months, probably. And there's that thing when you're being interviewed in in a, in a in a, uh, another language. So I'm doing the four questions right. And it, it may be five.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> and it's, but I remember it was in Japanese. So the woman asked me the question. The other woman translated it. I answered the question. That's translated. Oh, yeah, it's a process. So you go going boom, boom, boom. And at some point I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long night and a long day, <laughs> and I. But my to this day, I don't know how long I was asleep for, because they were so polite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, the Japanese would be incredibly they polite. They were. They were really so. They just sat
1: there. So I, I, it could have been a really
3: long
0: time.
1: I could have been snoring my head off for all I know. And then, went, but they. I think at one point they must have sort of just touched my leg or something because you And I woke up and I went, oh, I maybe should just go, special but it can get like that, and sometimes in your in your
0: mind, you're screaming, too, <laughs> screaming to get out, screaming for help, screaming for anything. I'll yeah, count, count it backwards for twenty. Or so. I mean, that is it, you know. For 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 all the people, rude. <laughs> it's so rude, <laughs> <laughs> it's so rude. Yeah, and it's not your fault. <laughs> but for all, I'm in trouble now, you know. But then for but I was like for all the people. Well, yeah, and the, and, the, and the job of a publicist, I don't envy that job no, right. at all because you have to. You know, a publicist is dealing with performers, and performers have specific wants <laughs> and needs and egos, and then the studio has yeah. expectations, and they have egos, and it's basically, you're at the center of this weird <laughs> ego web, where you have to make everyone happy, you have to somehow, I'm talking to Tim's publicist, <laughs> you somehow have to balance what you know the studios want, versus what you know your your, your performer will do, and those two things are not She always,
1: just agreed. They're not always... <laughs> That is a
0: very difficult... She's in a, it now. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you're kind of a babysitter to a lot of people in a, in a weird sort I'll of tell way. tell what was
1: funny about publicists when I didn't have one. Right, So I would arrive, and it was during Reservoir Dogs or maybe before. I can't remember. something. Like anyway, I think it was... I think, it was, I, think I, got, I came on Broadway's space. So it was during that? It was right after. Right after. So I would arrive, and there'd be press to do it. I'd be doing it. And everyone else was in the bar. <laughs> All right, why am I still yakking? <laughs> and it was because I didn't have publicity. Because that's the other thing that they do, is they they, they filter. Yeah. You know, so you get, this, this is your day, this is what you do, then you're free. You know, I didn't have the filter. Now you are the filter. now i got the filter. Get the,
0: filter yeah. the filter's good. I always yeah. feel like that should be a separate, you know, when people, when people, uh, if, if you're going to be a theater actor, I think that's what, but if you want to go into film, I feel like there should be a separate acting class where it's like, here's how to walk a red carp, here's how to do oh, a man. press junket, here's how to talk, a re- here's how to say things without having to say anything. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's I'm a, a master s- of that. Isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> it's a skill set. Yeah. And it's weird. And, and I kind of feel like, yeah. having done so many episodes, having done almost 800 of these episodes, yeah. I, I find sometimes, you know, people are actors because they don't necessarily want to be themselves all the time. So I, I've, I've found they like being other people. So sometimes when you put them under an interrogation light and you start going, "Tell me about yourself," yeah, 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 yeah. they get a little like, "I don't really want to talk." Yeah, I think you should be.
1: I mean, I, I was watching before I, I came out here to do this. I was watching Dick Cavett interview um, Robert Mitchum, yes. which was just on TV uh, in my house this morning, and it was ex- it was exceptional. It was somebody who didn't care about being interviewed. Who didn't care in Robert Mitchum, but it was also somebody who was very, very good at it, um, talking to him and getting things. I things I to this day didn't know about him, you know. And also, I was watching it because he kind of reminds me of Mike Madsen a bit, you know. So, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking loser. He's a, he's a you know. I I the I he seemed like a delightful handful. Oh, like, Mike. My, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 'Cause when we, when we were we were coming off stage he kinda of, he kinda of gave he gave me shit when we were coming off stage as a panel. He goes, uh, Hey, you didn't ask me any questions up there and I go, No, no, I did ask you a question. We talked. <laughs> we we legitimately and he goes, No man, you left me hanging and I'm like <laughs> I go. No, I don't think I did. And he was like, "Yeah, man." And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm sorry. Like, I just didn't know." I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna win this. I know <laughs> yeah. what. I, I mean. I'm not. I. I feel like the best thing we're gonna do is like, okay, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. totally, I'm sorry." Oh, but mate. the thing about Cavett that's so fat, that's so fascinating. He's, he's brilliant, by the way. He's a new discovery for me.
1: But... oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh there is a yeah.
0: whole library. He's. Oh, I mean, his interviews with it. Groucho and Betty Davis, yeah. and yeah. I mean, the thing that Cavett is masterful at is kind of um, he, he's good at. Keeping the ball in the air in the exact perfect way, <laughs> and then stepping back, yeah. and the other person just yeah, he he gets them to do what they kind of want to do, but didn't know they wanted to do. He's masterful. Well, they, yeah, I mean, had yeah, they, they were talking about him being, um,
1: uh Mitch being on the chain gang. They were talking about uh, his drinking. You know, his he, you know. Not, not being an actor, then becoming an actor, and what he thought about that. You know, his opinion on being an actor was not much. Yeah. He didn't, you know, didn't sound, didn't sound like he was that enamored with the job or the people around it, you know? Yeah, I think it's it fascinating w- to me to listen to him. And and Cavett's so smart, and Mitchum is so smart. The you know, two of them were just inspiring. It was, it was quite fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, 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 it seems like there was a generation of actors who were like, well, this is a job. Yeah. And, um, that's, no, I don't, well, no, I don't I, care I, about the sure. other you know, most, most, actors,
1: most actors in, in their lifetimes will never have a part they enjoy. <laughs> really? Never. It just doesn't happen. I've had tons of them. I've had tons. I haven't. But I've, had t- I've been very, very lucky. Most, we were talking about this. The Hateful Eight guys we were all talking about it. Like When it's fun, it's rare when, it's, when, it, when you love it so much. Yeah. You know? We
0: uh, we it doesn't happen to
1: a lot of people. We've been very very fortunate group,
0: but yeah. I mean, it's a job where you don't actually get to do the thing you're paid to do that much. You're yeah. not actually spending the majority of your time acting. When no. you're I mean, when I go home, I'm on vacation. Yeah, that's that's what how I think of it. I, it's just I'm
1: I'm away, and I'm generally not particularly not that enamored with the who you know, I'm working with, like the director, or whatever. You're, trying to make, you're always trying to make it work You're, you're never trying to make it uh, Work with Quentin You're trying to live up to what he's done But, yeah. but quite most often you're, Mostly you're trying to Get something good going on And that can be a struggle Yeah, Not all the time But it can be a struggle I, I mean a lot of actors I talk to Really have um, just kind of quietly quit In their
0: In their minds really They're just yeah. And they just sort of take jobs for work, especially, and then yeah, they...
1: especially when it's it's been a long haul. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of them just. But you have got to pay the rent. You got to look after the kids. You got to do the things. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta, yeah, but I, I'm still I'm I found it I've I found it a, a new really, How come? which was weird. I just got offered some good jobs when I hit my fifties, and um and it's a and it's a cool thing. I thought I was going to be put out to pasture, you know, which is fair enough.
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, you're, you're probably sitting there going I wish he fucking
1: had been <laughs> uh, No, no, I mean, no You know, no. 50's not
0: that, you know I think. No, I hit,
1: when I hit that I, you know, I mean, we, we're all um, Kind of, I suppose Who's the young mob? We're, we're some, there's a young mob In, in Hateful for Lake, but we're all kind of out there And there, there comes a time When you think, oh well, you won't get such good scripts And then you get surprised Sometimes, I've just done a, a, a bunch of uh, Work in Mexico um, with these new filmmakers,
0: incredible. What did you do?
1: Did a film called Six Hundred Miles about a, um, the, a, a kind of the what Fast and Furious really did to the Mexican people, and it's just taken on a very small scale. About a, a, a kid who finds himself—he um, smuggles guns back from American across the border into Mexico for, for the gangs and cartels down there, and uh, he's very, very young. And he ends up getting, I surprise him. Um, for DEA guy from DEA, and then he takes him, and takes him back across the border, smuggles him in, takes him to his family because he doesn't know what to
0: do. But it's not about that. It's about
1: his own sexuality and stuff like that. It's very, oh, very wow. interesting.
0: Yeah. So the stuff, the other stuff that you think would be the A story is just no, the backstri- It's the really interesting stuff.
1: Misogyny and all that. And then, uh, and then I did one which we shot here, but another one called Chronic, which is. Um, uh, which we got at the AFI Fest here, which I think is in, in like, up in next week. And then that's about a, a, a male nurse who's a, a um, hospice nurse, who's end of life.
0: Uh, oh, that, and do you play that character? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. It was brilliant. It was wonderful. And I met that director through being on a jury in Cannes and seeing his work and getting... Ter- I mean, it's terrifying what he did. Uh, the one that we saw in Cannes about bullying. Uh,
0: it was, devastating
1: but um, and so there's these new filmmakers that are
0: coming up uh, found them as well that's what so that's why it's such a strange question to say do you like playing good characters or bad characters because there's no I do I mean, yeah, think it, it doesn't really it doesn't really it, like every character thinks they're good ultimately yeah, yeah. I mean unless you're unless you're f- Fucking nuts <laughs> But then it's not It's not that you're bad <laughs> then It's just, then it's just celebration of bad You just have a different perspective Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And a different belief system Than, yeah, than other is, people Yeah,
1: I mean, I'll tell you What would be one of the hardest I spoke to I was working with a, an actor Called Bruno Gantz A long time ago And he played Hitler Rather well In, a, in, a, in, a, in an interesting sort of film
0: <laughs> <laughs> And the one like, I don't know if you want to play that
1: too well Right? <laughs> called Downfall And he said that was a tough one like, coming home from work every day and know it, and then knowing what you were going back to do. Yeah. It so was
0: really, really hard. I never thought of that that way. Like, yeah, because in, in some sense, if you're any character that you're playing, that character has to believe that what they're doing is right. And he couldn't find that. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's always there's always the sentence. Well, at least he's not Hitler. Yeah, right, oh, right, 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 Shit.
0: Yeah, I had literally Hitler this time.
2: Yeah. God uh, damn it. Yeah, with a moustache as well. You, and you're going to a hotel.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fuck. You
0: know. Uh, go uh, hide oh oh my god. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm an actor. And you're just swear to up god. Your hair. Okay, I'm an actor. You should have had a
2: Charlie Chaplin <laughs> costume to Charlie wear <laughs> to the hotel. The hat. Oh, I'm just
0: swear to <laughs> God. We're doing Chapman. this great Chaplin biopic. It's very heartwarming. It is the opposite of Hitler. Oh my I don't know God. What you're talking? Modern about. times. I think. I think what I would have to. I think what he probably should have done is just had like a fake mustache tips well, on either I, side. I
1: said to him, "Why didn't you
0: just have a?" He said, I "Couldn't. I just. It was. It. You know. Anyway, it was, I was. I that would be a pretty tough. One <laughs> that would to deal, deal with. <laughs> I mean, of the, literally the one, yeah, the one. That's the, the one. hardest one Whatever. right there. I mean, do we, I wonder. So I wonder if some actors be like, "Oh no, that's a challenge," you know. Like, oh, actually, what a, what a I, challenge. I can see the challenge, but I would, I would imagine
1: six weeks in, you'd be, it, you know, it would be pretty heavy. But then, didn't, I mean, you've got Hitler in um, in Quentin's movie in *Glorious that's right? true. <laughs> That'd be the fun one to play. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be actually that would I, that would be a good gig.
0: I mean, I, I you know, I think it's <laughs> I think it's probably healthier emotionally if you can approach. It more as a craft, yeah. where you're not so arty about it, where you take it all home, where you can go, well, this is a job, and I can leave it at work, oh, and then oh, I can go Oh, yeah, I
1: d- I'm that. Oh, oh, you are? Oh, I, I'm not, I'm, I call them Methodists. I'm not one of those. I can't take it home. I switch it right off. Oh, that's good. I mean, I can, I'll look at my uh, stuff for the next day, and um, uh, get ready, so I'm,
0: I know what I'm, where I'm going, but no, no, no. It just doesn't Absolutely seem not. like I mean obviously I don't know Everyone's got their own path I just to me I can't imagine How that would be enjoyable Of having to Do that and live You know especially If it's yeah. intense, if something You're doing is intense yeah. I mean, It's how some people Work though I mean they, they, they take it Home with them And they really do that And it's
1: just I mean how you work Is how you work But it does seem like That would be really tough Yeah I think we kind of When we were kids as actors We, we, we kind of thought That's what you were Supposed to do Because De Niro was doing it Or you'd heard that sure. That was the case Or whatever but um, we
0: kind of gave that a pass. I never I studied it, so I just never. Uh, I think it. I think it switches. We I think it switches around forty, maybe. Like when you're young, you're it's romanticized, like oh, you're yeah. such an actor. Yeah. and And when, when you get start to get older, you're like, yeah, wouldn't that be great to not have to worry about all that other shit and I just know, like but they, think, they figure that
1: out. We just we haven't figured it out yet. As <laughs> much. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Try to think. I don't think any of us were like that on the hateful eight, but there are people i mean there is there are there are some people you don't look them in the eye on the way to the set you don't do that kind of stuff
2: you know what about you when you're doing like an american accent do you stay oh i've got no i've got my <laughs> <laughs> except, except that. Um,
1: no i've got a dialect coach with me you know and all, <laughs> all i'm doing is worrying about hitting that r or something um no 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 uh, except the fun ones you know there's there's a couple of accents I did recently which are fun. I did um, the one for George Wallace, and that was um, in the Selma thing, you know. And yeah. He, I mean, that's a fun accent. So you just get you're playing around with it all day, mucking about. And then there's a, a one I just did in England, which is a, a um, like a a Birmingham accent, Birmingham our version of Birmingham, which is a very particular sound. Which you have to be careful because it sounds comedic if you're not if you. Really? go too far with it, yeah.
0: Like Python at Monty python Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: so be, but you can't stop yourself. And then what happens is that, that bleeds into you doing when you're doing a scene. It was a very serious piece I was doing and everyone would have to just cut, to take it down, take it down. Because, <laughs> you
0: know, I'm a funeral, but I'm, in the, you know... <laughs> so you weren't reading Spam, around. Spam, Eggs and Spam, Spam, no, Spam, No, no, no. But it,
1: it, it can have that effect, especially on the British public who, who have a point of reference for... Um, for what that accent means to them. It is. It's, t- it's tough.
0: What's that community? What, what is a community of British actors? Like, because obviously it feels to me that it's much tighter and smaller and more... Over there? Yes.
1: I mean, I... Um, I, th- I
0: think it's more of them out here trying to get
1: a job. <laughs> sure. But, uh... I... I... I'm not so sure. I mean, I, don't, I haven't lived there in a long, long time. And, um... But I think it's, it's it's that sort of down in London West Endy vibe thing. I, I mean, I don't I don't really know them. I don't know, I know a few actors that I've worked with, yeah, uh, or that have become friends um, because of somebody I've worked with. But apart from
0: that, I don't really know anyone. What do you do when you're not? I mean, what, do you give yourself chunks of time off purposely? Do you carve out times during the year where you can sort of just shut down no, and not man. have to do anything? You no, are, you're non-stop gotta,
1: work. Got to get the kids to college.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so.
1: If I find it, the, the, the luxury is when you when you're when you're doing a job that you that you like or whatever, you're getting and you getting a check in and then you've got a gap but you know when that one's gonna hit, the next one is gonna hit. So you, then you've got a block of time off. And if you got a if you if you've got a guaranteed block of time off, that's when you consider it's a vacation and then you maybe take take misses somewhere or something. Nice. But no um we just did that in on on uh, the one I just did. We we just went to France for a, a week and a half and it was great. So but now I've got to work again.
0: You're going back to work again, yeah. How do you decompress?
1: Well, it's hard if you do if you do a job and then go straight onto another one. And that's really, really hard. But otherwise, I just go home. That's it. That's all I do. You know,
0: I like those stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary.
1: I, all I want to do is go home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, yeah. I, I genuinely, I love working, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I just like to go home yeah. and just get into bed. And well, you do the TV thing as well, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 a lot of that.
1: That's never really hard work. I, no, mean, really, I Actually, I'll take that back. That is not really hard, hard work. That is really time consuming. It's very time consuming. <laughs> hard work
0: is it's, going down a yeah, mine. Hard work is going down a mine, but I will say that it's hard physical work is going down a mine, but, you know. The stuff that we all, the different facets of what we all do, to have your brain engaged all day, where you're super. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's not life threatening. It's not. You know, you're not doing the world any great service. But, but it is. You feel the exhaustion at the end of the day, where your brain just feels like it's so wrinkled up. I just, I just want to yeah. like, I want to flatten it out. with Never a been so tin. tired. Yeah. You know, I did T V did a TV series out of here. Oh, you did lie to me. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been so tired as, yeah. as that. Oh yeah, because that's just it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no real like, okay, well we're gonna we, we gotta shoot fourteen hours yeah. today until we get this oh, and then man. you come back tomorrow morning and you you know start again. And then you for the with the drama thing you had to deal with the scripts. Obviously. Yeah. That was
1: hard work. But you know, so you're working on the scripts and trying to get make them better, doing what you can and then but you're and then you're filming all day and then you've got you worked. You're sliding through till the till past the midnight, and then you're sliding through again and again and again till like two or three in the morning at times. With, you know, doing that. But then at the end of the week, you're halfway through your weekend, and you still got to learn the script for next week. Yeah. So uh, it was by the end of a twenty-two episodes or whatever, you're fried. <laughs> you're fried. It was a real challenge. I Quite enjoyed it. You did. You think you'd do it again? I would do it again. I'd love to do it again. Yeah be fun i would probably do the cable version of it you know uh, not the
0: network mm. version of it. yeah that's, so that you have a little more freedom a little yeah. more content freedom i mean there, there's more it and is 10 episodes versus 22 <laughs>
3: yeah but anyway <yeah,
1: laughs>
0: we did the last season we did 13 it was
1: unbelievable fun you know but we were still beat and then they cancelled us as soon as it starts getting fun they cancel
0: you oh is that what happens that's what happens yeah just got it. it right and yeah that's the thing is that it does you know on, on a show that's what i that's the thing i admire about film is that you there's no real margin for figuring shit out. You just have to figure it out because you have a very – television if you get a few seasons like oh you know okay oh we got oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. you watch a season okay let's next season let's go back and fix this oh then by season three you got it you have it locked. you're ready and
1: that's when they kill you because <laughs> season four is when they have to stop paying on the syndications <laughs> that's
0: stuff, right <laughs> <laughs> season, three. season four is when they start oh, yeah. renegotiating yeah yeah that's right
1: you're like, oh, bastards. it was going so well
0: <laughs> we got enough ah yeah. fuck really and then you and then we go abroad
1: and they don't know we've been cancelled yeah, oh really? The way people watch TV now is not with commercials. In no, the, you know they. Just, nobody does. When
0: are you making more of those, never. Shit. All right. All right yeah, and it bummed. Yeah, it's funny. Anyway, <laughs> I enjoyed it. When you guys were on um, on Hateful Eight, was it? Were, were you all kind of squashed somewhere in the middle of nowhere? I mean, were you guys spending your leisure time together, or was it we're working and then we're kind of going off and doing our own? Well, thing? no, we were in um, in the uh, in the mountains in, up in Telluride in
1: Colorado. And and there was this, this this very small town,
2: so we would see each other with some very nice hotels.
1: See, yeah, but we were. I had I had a little uh, like a little apartment thing, and people were all over the spot. You know, it was great. Some people were up the mountain. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you could, you, they could choo- choose to be. If you had your kids and stuff, they'd go up and stay up there, and then. Um, but we were there for quite some time, so I you know I, I used to run into um, Kurt a lot. We used to like the same couple of restaurants.
0: God, he seems like the best dude. He's fucking
1: hilarious he is so much fun we love the Kurt but he is he's he's um, you anyway, know and then you're looking at him going he's the easiest one we take we all group text right it, we've been doing it since during the the film we still do it There's loads of it going on and uh and he's the easiest one to find silly pictures of because he's been around. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around, right? For a fucking, you know, he's, he's been making acting since, since you were was, born. He was a child. Yeah, yeah he was brilliant. Yeah. So, so he's really good. You can hit him with a you can hit him with a picture pretty quickly in response to something that he said. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. He's amazing, Kurt. He was. But we had the summer award thing the other night, and he was our <laughs> spokesman. Just send him gifts of Captain Ron. Just <laughs> <love him>, man. <laughs> so many times. Um no, he's, he's a phenomenal guy. Phenomenal guy. But you know, and but most of the time when we were working, especially once we got down to LA and they built the the, the main set on a soundstage, and it was refrigerated, so we would go in and it's freezing. You know, you put all your layers on so you could see the breath and all that going on, and. Um, but we'd come out, take coats off, hang them up on the peg, you know, and it, we had a, a little coffee circle was going. And whoever wasn't, you know, needed in, in the scene or whatever was set outside. And, we, and it's that, that's when we really got to kind of know each other a bit. And and uh, everyone's just telling stories. And you can imagine sitting around with that lot telling stories? That's
0: great. I mean, I can't Bruce even. Bruce Dern. It's fucking crazy.
1: Right? And although Bruce mostly, he'll get into really big, incredibly detailed film Conversations with Quentin. I mean, amazing. And Kurt, Kurt's good at that stuff. Um, or he wants to talk about uh, football. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. soccer. Soccer. Yeah, uh, well, as you would say. And uh, he's a really. He's Sam's really into that. So I mean, but all of the stories Were going back and forth, and, and that was for about oh, about three months when we were here. It's extraordinary. You
0: you, really do experience. you learn from those guys? Yeah,
1: when you, were, you do. You learn by watching them. You sit. You sit and watch. You know, watch t- Kurt take a room. You know, watch Sam take a room, or Walt, or any of them. Any, any of them. I, I, I'll tell you, I learned a lot from as well as um, Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh,
0: so, she's incredible. God, she's good. She's really good in this.
1: She's gonna. She's she's amazing in this. But her patience, that's the thing. Her and Kurtz, both of them, because of the situation they're in, um, had to be very patient as people, as actors, and were extraordinarily so, I found. But all of them. All of them great. The guy, who's, um, James Parks, who's, uh, he plays a stagecoach driver. He trained for about five months. He can, he's the only actor in the world, I think, qualified to drive a six-horse stagecoach. Oh
2: wow <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna come in handy uh, well's Fargo called they want
1: to do their <laughs> ad. Oh no
0: shit
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your
3: guy
0: is it? six six horse rig. I fucking cornered that market. <laughs> There's
1: oh actually I should say that there is a a
0: female as well. That's qualified. But brilliant. I've I've known I've known Walton for years and years and the years. Guggins? The Goggins. The oh, Goggins, yeah. Man, and watched boring. him uh it's been really great to watch him get on. I mean, his career has been—he's just been on amazing thing after amazing thing yeah. after amazing thing. He's on
1: one now. Yeah, he's on one now. He's doing a he's doing a television. Um, I think it's two season television thing. Yeah, um, she's really, really, really loving. He's he's wiped out. I think he's just about to finish. Um, but yeah, he. You know what? He came in. I don't know if he was, uh, um. Quentin's original uh, guy had, Who had in mind I have no idea It's between the two of them But I know I know When it When it, it was never It was, wasn't going to change Was When 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 um, the, the first script got leaked And we were So Quentin planned to do this Fantastic reading Of the original script for, Only for the audience that, that came to see it That one night But we rehearsed For about Three or four days And we're all reading our scripts, you know, struggling with it. We're just, You know, it was just getting into it and stuff. Walt learned the whole thing. He came in and he had his character down. He was like, he came to the, ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I, was, I used to watch it. It was incredible to watch that he would do that. I mean, he walked around with his script in his, in his hand, but he was ready. He was so prepared. He was so happy to be there. Um, and I, I've got to think that that must have had something to do with the fact that he, <laughs> he ended up in a film. Because if somebody did that service to me, for me, if I was a director, I'm sure that would be unless they were awful and they'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> it. would be, which is not the case with Walt at all. We decided um, to play yeah. it as a French gimp. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> what are we doing in this cabin? Okay, cut. I don't know. <laughs> hey, wait. Uh, I'm, uh, what? What? Uh, what? what uh, well, how do you know Walt? We did a movie, t- I- I've only ever done two movies. I'm a... I'm a comedian and a nice. television host. I don't. I'm not, I'm not an actor. And uh, but we did a horror movie together in 2000. Wow. And uh, and it was a bunch of people's kind of first movies. Yeah. And yeah. This other guy named Rain Wilson, who ended up going on The Office and Walton and me and and uh, I don't know. It was just this fun little small movie. Yeah. And so we've all kept in touch over the years. And it's you know, it's, he's a truly good man. Yeah, it's just one of the fun things yeah. about. Getting older and being around for a while, it's like oh, it's been so fun to watch everyone kind of go off and find their own things. What's happened with him?
1: I mean, like you are saying earlier, like his his career because he came into town with like you know seventeen bucks in his pocket. You know, I mean, he he really did do that
0: thing as a kid. But then you hear and you hear stories like that, like yeah, well, in this rehearsal, he came in and he he knew everything and he nailed it and he made decisions. And and it's like okay, well, the you know he's yeah, but that
1: doesn't always happen to the good guys. I mean even if they do do that, they don't always get the gig. That's true. You know? and, and and more often than not, to be honest, they they won't get it. So it's when it when it happens to somebody who's fantastic, such a good a good heart, heart, hearted person, you
0: know, it's pretty great. Yeah. And, you know, he deserves everything.
1: Yeah. That's coming to him, that guy. He's a he's a truly good man.
0: He is yeah. a he is a good dude. Isn't that that smile? He's oh got that god. smile. Oh my god. Yes, you'll, you'll be able to see that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, he's, that's why he's, he's, he's so great at playing those kind of dirty characters because he just. This kind of, is like, yeah, I mean, and you'll see, you'll see in, in
1: uh, well, you've seen a little bit, but you'll see in uh, in hateful eight his characters. Whoa,
0: that's a good one. <laughs> do you have a concept of when you think about yourself and all the world? Like, do you have a concept of who you are or how you think? people see you, or, like, well, how do you see yourself? Like, do you just see yourself, like, I'm just a working actor, or do you... Well, when Quentin tells me how obnoxious I was back on, <laughs> on Rise <Rising laughs> Dogs at times,
1: I'm so mortified. I'm like, oh, my God. Really? Did I do that? Oh, yes, you did.
0: Maybe that's just being young.
1: Uh, yeah. So, there's that. But, um, no, my wife does does tell me, you know, uh, she tells me, you go, you go, Sometimes if I'm in a grump or whatever, you know, and you, we're out, it can bleed. You know, it can. it's not pleasant. <laughs> 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 Do I have a sense of myself as... That's what me as a human, as, a, as an actor, But other people are looking at me go, <laughs> But, no, I don't. I don't. I, I, I think that's all of the... the sense of ha, where, you, where you stand within the community or whatever, I, all of that's for you guys to figure
0: out. You're really lucky that you have someone in your life that can say, like, hey, you're kind of being a dick. Like, yeah. that's a good... <laughs> That's a that's a good thing to have. Too, my wife and Quentin. Your wife. And- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's important because you you know you feel like especially in this business you spend so much time in your own head. You mm. spend so much time navigating all of the press stuff and the political stuff and the getting the job and dealing with all yeah. the things. I mean, you're just in your own head all the time and you don't know. Like, you really... And, and but you some don't, people... you know, and sometimes you do behave like a dick.
1: I mean, it's so awful and you get told about it. But, but the worst, worst is, it's okay when you get told about it in the moment, you can deal with that. But when you get told about it... Way after the fact, right? You go, oh shit, did I really? Oh fuck.
0: Would you ever? Would you ever call or email someone and go, "I'm sorry about that thing." Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely. Yeah.
1: It's multiplying.
0: <laughs> but not everyone has, <laughs> you know, like the like the people that really act up. I think, oh, they just they've either cut those people out or they lack the person in their life that can kind of keep them a little grounded.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it, you just you just don't end up. I mean, I'm 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 very I'm very fortunate in that way. And I don't. Th- and I think that the job that we do doesn't lead to particularly, uh, with with some notable exceptions, you know, doesn't. It can you can end up with a very short relationship with somebody. Yeah. You're not careful,
0: because you're going away.
1: You're absent all the time. You need somebody who can be
0: really a rock like that. Yeah, you're because they can't always travel with you all the time. No, we used
1: to do it. Me and my missus did it
0: a lot, and then uh, and then the kids,
1: and then once school hits so everything changes so yeah then, then you're praying for a job during the summer or something like that Good, yeah you- which summer, nice so what happens is you get you really want either one that keeps you home in a way or what, somewhere that where you, you just go yeah I'll, t- I'll take that one look for something I've quite often said this to my agent so in some countries look for something in Paris that'd be nice <laughs> South France would be lovely Bali they shoot anything in Bali yeah, Anything. Yeah, in yeah, Bali year anything, year anything something. On? anything yeah. it does believe me it, it does cross your mind
0: Oh man, I mean, like, what? What do you think is the? I mean, what's the key to a good relationship then, particularly in a in a profession that's?
1: Well, I think it's patience uh, more than anything. Uh, my wife is incredibly patient, and uh, of the of the kind of life that we do lead. Yeah, we
0: just we're, we're mates. It's really it's one of those. I'm afraid. Really no, that's not corny. That, no, it's not corny at all. Yeah. It's it's so. Not only is it important, but I feel like it's vital for, because you. You need to have sanity. Like you need but stability. Some people,
3: what
1: you see, there are some people that I know who just can't do it. They just want, that, that's not what they that's not what they want. They want to be on their own. That's, and that I find, I mean, that's a, that's an unusual thing. But you do come across it. You know, I was talking to an old mate of mine from um, school. She, I was at high school with her, and, I, and uh, I was working with an actor who knew her. And I said, oh, okay. I got on the phone. and had a chat with her, and I was talking to her about it. You know, how, how's life and all that? And her life is very, very successful now. And we both ca- came up from schools that you wouldn't expect any success to come out of them. And, uh, and I was asking her what you and any kind of realized. She said, no, it didn't happen. She said, well, it's not, I can't just, um, it's too past the point where I'm going to find a, somebody who's going to put up with me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a writer, and she's very, very successful. Does a lot of stuff, and she's no. Didn't think click, didn't happen. Just, just missed. Was it J.K. Rowling? Or no,
3: no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a really nerdy thing to say.
2: Well,
0: all I have is this two billion dollars <laughs> and a bunch of Harry Potter shit around my house.
2: Married to all these pictures oh, of Benjamin God. Franklin.
1: Is not she doing a grown-up version? Yeah, just well, a, a play, right? right? Yeah, they're yeah. doing it. She's doing so he's the an plays. Adult, right?
0: Yeah, I think young. it's. I think it has, doesn't have to do with his kids. Yeah, I think it has it really to do. I think really it has to do with, man, with his. Man. By the way, I'm fully on board. I fucking <laughs> love the Harry Potter. I yeah. was offered it. Oh, I know. Were you? You, <laughs> you were offered. Was it Snape?
1: I was. Rickman got it, and I was offered it, and I, I passed on it because I wanted it. I, I accepted it at first. <laughs> and and uh, you know, all power to Rickman, by the way. But I was doing Planet of the Apes at the time. Oh, and they said, they said we should shoot it in America. So they said, well, we'll, we'll fly you back and forth. Can you imagine doing that? I mean,
0: sounds like it'd be it doable, great. but then you'd fucking but die halfway. Five
1: through. hours in makeup with uh, with t- on Tim Burton's thing, you know, and then and then over there and doing a Snape acting, and I that. But they kind of have, had figured out. So you I chose
0: think. Ape over Snape. I just I stayed home.
1: <laughs> also, I wasn't sure if I was ready to be on a lunchbox. Right. And I was quite happy not to, you know. What would that have
0: represented?
1: Money. In the end, I didn't know that at the time.
0: Um, I really didn't know what, it, I mean, nobody could predict that. I mean, but you on a lunchbox, do you feel like that would make people go, oh, he's not want... a real actor if he's on a lunchbox? No, no, or I just that... didn't
1: want to embarrass my kids. At, at,
0: oh. As a, they <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hey, your dad's a wizard, yeah.
1: shut up. No, the cool one is, it's your dad's in Reservoir Dogs. That's cooler. That's fucking cool. That's cooler for my kids. But then
0: you were yeah. in the in Cro- the Hulk.
1: You were in the Hulk movie.
0: They like that.
1: They like that. What else did I do that they they liked? <laughs> not much.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not like all the movies you make are for kids. No, I know, I know. But now they're I think they're probably coming to an age. I oh, know they
1: watch them all now. I, I the, the film that
0: I did in uh, that I directed,
1: we just showed it in Mexico, at a film festival down there, and uh, my my son flew in, one of my boys flew in. And he watched it on the big screen. He'd, he'd already seen, and that's about child abuse. That's a really nasty uh, subject. I was worried about that, but he's fine with it. Yeah, they're, intro- they're, they're way, way ahead of that now. But I kept them off the set for a long time. They were very rarely visited. You know, my eldest, my eldest in uh, London. He's an actor, but these two aren't. These two uh, are uh, one. That, well, one might end up in film some way the other one's a musician
0: did you like directing I mean do you like the process of directing you do yeah I adored it I absolutely I love it I hope I'll go back and do some more I mean I would be surprised if you I assume if you wanted to you absolutely could well you've got to take this kind of stuff I want to do (laughs) represents
1: working for, for pretty much no money sure so you just need to stock up got it and then and then I can go away for a year and a half or whatever. It might well, take. if you had just taken Harry Potter, you'd be fine. <laughs> I'd still be filming Harry Potter. <laughs> that's true, right? <laughs> Do you know the other one, which was... Well, here's a weird choice. Lord of the Rings for those guys, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, that's an 18-month commitment. Right. So they all went to New New Zealand, I think, right? Yeah. And then they... and the, But the ones with the kids... They go to school there. They had to... I mean, it was... You, you have to make a series, And they do two films back-to-back, right? Yep.
0: Incredible. They thing. spent the better part Upgrade. of ten years down there making yeah. Lord of the Rings movies. And that's such a specific... You know, I mean... It's, it's almost it's... as long as the running time of
2: those movies.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <I should say. laughs> did you... Who did you... On the on
1: the nerd
0: front, what do you prefer, The Hobbits or The Lord of the Rings? Do you prefer The Hobbits? Well, I... You know, I thought Return of the King was such a great, action-packed movie. And, and I like resolution film. Yeah. Like I like films that sort of resolve a storyline. And so I really loved Return... I mean, I, I think I'm more on the Lord of the Rings side than I am the Hobbits. I mean, I, yeah. like the, I, I definitely like the Hobbits, but Lord They're of the Rings... were adult, kind of. Yeah, it was just so much more... Yeah, I, I just... I really... And also, at that time, that's when... Late 90s, early 2000s are, you know there was such an evolution in film, particularly in fantasy and sci-fi and superhero films, yeah. because technology finally made it plausible. Yes. And so, you know, this is where you had X-Men and Spider-Man and then Lord of the Rings. And, and so this you have this glut of these movies that ultimately help create the larger tentpole for Comic-Con culture, yeah. which was pre-existing, but much more focused on comic books. And so, it, so now it's, you know, like they really established the culture that we're in. They helped establish the culture right now. So... I I can totally, I see the allure of, hey, you're going to be in this iconic thing, and it's going to be really amazing, but also realizing, hmm, do I want to do this for 10 years of my life? I mean, that is a real commitment. Because
1: it can be. I mean, how long has, has
0: um, Downey been doing Iron Man now? Uh, 10 years. That's extraordinary. It is, but, you know, I mean, it's like, but, you know, in his case in particular, though, I mean, I think. I think most people forget now that he was relatively unemployable before Iron Man came back. I don't know. I worked with him. I did a short film with him. Um, it's f- he's f- hilarious. My problem was keeping a straight face. I don't mean because he's not awesome. I just mean oh, at the no, time you, oh, he, had, he had gone through a bunch of stuff, and yeah. so it was hard. I think it was. I think there were difficulties ensuring. You know, oh yeah, all of that. And yeah. so, and it completely revitalized, and now he's. I don't know, man.
1: His, his, his. his I think he he had an extraordinary thing about him where he was he he managed to not only to survive which is 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 tricky in, in itself but he was forgiven by um the american press in a way that i don't think i've ever seen anyone
0: get you know, you know i think con- as on,
1: you know a few times
0: i think as long as because obviously you know and look um, i know I, he's fucking adorable that's why he's amazing incredibly funny the and panels very, that i've met he was so warm and charming and and also he's been fucking phenomenal in pretty yeah. much everything since the early 80s yeah. that he's done and uh but i think in his case i think people can be forgiven of i think not say, that he needed being to be forgiven but n- no thing. but just in terms of like on the work front on the work front mm-hmm. i think when someone is legitimately look you know obviously i had an addiction i had things i was going through uh it's not like he you know punched a cop in the face and then yeah. like why doesn't anybody you know he was struggling with something and he made a real effort to turn his life around and i think he was very seemed very sincere about yeah. it and i think as long as someone is authentic and like hey you know i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do good now i want to try to do good and he is so great at what he does i, I, don't, I don't know
1: i think i don't know i, I yeah i, I agree i agree with you on that but I, but i um think that um i think that if if um somebody gets into trouble now. I mean, this is... Somebody gets into a, oh, into a difficult situation true. now with TMZ and all yeah. of that, that world going on,
2: I don't think it's ten. to Yeah, chance. I think if Robert Downey Jr. had woken up in that, that couple's house mm. now as opposed to, you know, when was it, the mid and late 90s that that happened, that he got yeah. so fucked up that he ended up in someone else's house. I think if that happened now... With the culture
0: that it is you know, The now. reason that I disagree with you is because the more Charlie Sheen did that shit, the more people... But he doesn't work. He doesn't. <laughs> but that may be more because he might be not easy to work with. I'm just... Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, you know, Guy L. Robert Jr. seemed very much in the mindset of trying to turn his life around. And I think people do love a redemption story and when someone's legitimately trying to turn their life around I think people are more forgiving than just like why you can't fucking deal with me you know okay. but you must have seen shit like you must have seen I saw
1: you must I, have seen that happen hundreds of times oh god well I I never I'm never really aware <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit dim that's actually a blissful place to be to I, be honest I, I, but there was one guy I worked with who, who did that who was um who who you know managed to turn his life around and I saw him I mean, I, I ran into him um, uh, fairly recently, and I didn't even recognize him uh, you know, an actor. Oh, and he turned around for the positive. He turned around really, really for the positive. Extraordinary things. You know, some people never come back. I mean, I've, I know people who never came back. My father never came back. He was an actor. He was in the, he was in the war and things. That he, the world that he saw, he, it, it destroyed him. He never really stepped back from it.
0: Was this a? And this, I assume, was at a time where people who were suffering from PTSD probably didn't understand that, and maybe didn't. didn't know There was no term for it, right? Shell shock. Shell shock. And uh, there was there yeah. weren't there wasn't a there wasn't a community necessarily of therapists who were like, "Come, we'll help no, you." No, and,
1: and we were English, and and we all thought that therapy was an, was a, a, a pretentious American concept, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which in fact, it's it's still not not wrong. <laughs> no. It, well, <laughs> it was it was Because re- my dad was actually American and then became English. He, he, he did the reverse um, immigration thing. He went to work in the... He was in, from Sheepshead Bay in in New York. And uh, and then he... Uh, they put him on a ship, him and his family, a horrible family, and they sent him over to England. Um, his parents took him to England and he put him to work at the brick factories. And he, him and his... Um, his siblings, I think, probably blackmailed his parents into getting them out of there. So they took him down to the paper mills and the, um, the hop fields down in, in uh, the south of England. And then I think when the, the war came along, he was about, he didn't have much of an education, but when the war came along, he jumped in early. And stayed for the whole time.
0: Oh my god! I mean,
1: you know, <laughs> and he was a tail gunner in bombers.
0: I mean, for wow. fuck's sake! I mean, you 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 you, you hear about it, and you are like, this poor guy never had a chance. Like, you know, it was funny
1: though. I mean, he was a he was, not, he, he was good, but it it still just stayed with him. I think the, the things that he saw, he told me a few of them, but he would very 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 rarely talk about it. But the things that he we, we, that he saw, uh, he he never came
0: back from. I don't think. Have you ever thought about? Exploring that as a
1: oh yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely that kind of world. Well, I mean, he ended up in Italy. I know, he taught himself Italian. Ended up in Italy and then came back, came home, which he should never have done. How come? He was he, enjoyed, he was enjoying himself. He came back though. Oh, I better go
0: see the family, you know, and that was it. Oh right, he
1: got back again. He wouldn't get on a plane, so. Wow. Oh, well, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he, by the time you came around, was he pretty? Had he somewhat? Stabilized
1: up to a point, and he but he was a journalist, so uh, he was a lot of his work, he was an alcoholic, so a lot of his work was in pubs, sure, be meeting people in pubs,
0: and it was just never, you know, I mean, yeah, especially you think 50s, 60s, and British culture, which is very much pub culture, and I imagine at the time people probably thought it was weird if you weren't drinking yeah. or at the pub like oh what's yeah. wrong with uh
1: yeah it was weird and then you know all through all he made it through made it through to the 80s late 80s and then and that was it he died then but he um but he was a communist party member he was a rabid socialist he was a very groovy guy um we used to go on demonstrations with him when we were kids you know that
0: was <laughs> anti-nazi league all of that stuff so how do you? How did you kind of? How did you escape that? Like how did you? Es- I went to art college. We were we were. I
1: I was a, a regular sort of working class um, uh, high school in England, and then in a in a in a predominantly black neighbourhood. Uh, um, so I was. A, Kind of stood out a bit. (laughs) I mean, there were a lot of white kids in the school, but uh, you know, it was a the neighbourhood was a was a place called Brixton, which is yeah, I know, I know Brixton. Yeah, well, that used to
0: be
1: was groovy and happening, but it was predominantly black. And me and a couple of mates, I wanted to go to art school. I I just wanted that's what I wanted to do, and I got in to a very, very good fine art school. But me and a couple of mates, uh, as a joke, auditioned for a play, and it backfired, and I got the lead, which meant <laughs> that I had to sing and dance. It was, a, it was called Dracula Spectacular.
0: What the fuck? Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing.
1: Know. Oh, yeah. I had to sing and dance. I, was played, I had to play Dracula. Cause, and the, the teacher, I asked her years later, I said, what did you see? She said, I saw, I saw someone on the run. So she said, come here, and she gave it to me. I just didn't know if I could. So I just, and I did it, and I fell in love with it so now I'm trying to get plays and stuff but I'm going off to art school which I actually ended up ditching college and and uh, becoming an actor, just sign in on, a, on the doll
0: and becoming an actor. But what that's what I did. It was just as a, a joke. What are some of the songs from Dracula Spectacular? I
1: can't remember, but I do have the script at home. I can <laughs> look them up for you. I'll catch you. <laughs> <laughs> that, I
0: can't, I've never heard of that before. That sounds
1: amazing. But the problem with it was that I, that meant that in front of all the bullies at school, right, of which there were quite a few, I had to get out and sing and dance. In a, in a silly costume and I thought I'm dead I'm dead I'm to do three performances of this I am fucking going to get killed but the reverse happened and all, all everyone they loved it so I just kept getting that was my mini version of, of a little bit of Hollywood fame was walking around school and people going oh it's that guy in track yeah I, that actually happened to me at, at high school Hey, yeah, it's Dracula spectacular, dude! But not in that accent.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? It was probably more like, "Look at that cunt over there!" Yeah. Oi, oh, hey, rough! <laughs> <laughs> I like the performance. <laughs> Why'd you hit me? That's how I express love.
1: Habit. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get beaten up every day. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have uh, when I went to school. I um. My my parents had a pretty sort of standard accent, right? They were, but but the the school had was a very so had a very London accent, and I, I, I walked through the gates, I got done as soon as I put them on the ground immediately. So I learned my first dialect when I was uh, eleven, basically
0: mm-hmm. how to survive. How to I, survive? Yeah, that
1: was it. That was a first first uh, experience, I think. Uh, and, and going down that road.
0: That's when you became a method actor. <laughs> yeah, I was a methodist. <laughs> Back then, so you long. had to be a method actor to the shit
1: kicked out of you every yeah, day. Yeah, 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 I got shit... I'm sure there's a lot of directors out there that would love to sh- sh- kick the shit out of me, too. But...
0: Well, no, but, you know, it's kind of... I mean, it is a nice story that, you know, your dad had this rough life, but then you... He provided... You were able to go to art college, and now you you have kids, and you're able to provide for them, and you Well, he, tr- he tried to provide for us, but, but at the time there
1: wasn't a student loan system in, in place in the, in the, as this as beginning to be in, in England, there was a, there were grants. You, you, you got a scholarship, you had to earn it. And, uh, it depend, but it depended on your, the earnings of your, of your parents, how much they would, the state would put into your education. So yeah. we were, we were, uh, Thatcher killed that off. So, but we were, a, we benefited from that. Me and my sister, she went to our college as well. And, uh, and so, we, you know, I got to go to college because um, of the sort of you know the political system at the time. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been
0: able to. Couldn't couldn't, couldn't have afforded it. <laughs> was it, was it just a general art college? Like, oh, you're doing sculpting and painting and acting. It was. A, a f- it's a fine arts college. It was no. There was no actors there. It was just
1: fine arts. So I I, I studied sculpture actually, and um, we would do a foundation course to find out what you felt that you wanted to specialize in. But it was graphics or um, I don't was it photography there. I don't know, it's one of those uh, colleges, it's Campbell Art, uh, Art School, Campbell School of Art, or whatever, I can't remember. But it was uh, one of those places that people really tried to get into, and I just walked it. I have no idea why. Did you complete the... I did I did all the paintings, I did all that. I was brought up around. My dad was a great... Um, uh, he was a drawer, more of a drawer, my mum was a painter. But uh, my mum was a teacher at a primary school, a regular school, and my dad was a journalist. But that's what they liked to do. So it was around when I was a kid.
0: Uh, and then, uh, and then I, 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 I was pretty good. Yeah. What do you think, this were we're starting to wind down a little bit. Mm. What, what do you think was the most important thing that you learned from him? From him?
3: Yeah.
1: Well, <sighs> I don't know. He was, he, he, I suppose what he did, he loved me. That never stopped. Didn't matter what, um hardship he was going through, whatever, that I think is what I take away from him. As as fucked up as he was and as and as messed up as he often made Christmas uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, there's a fever memories there. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: sure they came out in art school.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, it was, yeah Don't get it started was, on Box He eBay. never stopped he never stopped uh, he never really he never stopped loving us. So and we never stopped loving him. I certainly didn't, anyway. Yeah, so I think that's what I take away from that. Really, and also there's that thing, um, there's that thing, the idea that you would say to your kid, "Yeah, you want to go to our school? Go to art school." You know, that it's not go down and get a job now. Right? You know, it wasn't any of that, or, or there's no future in that. There was the idea that that you would say to your kid that I think that's very important. I've said it to my kids too. You know, I've got more money than he, he ever saw in his life, but. Um, and that's just, that's the only way you can do it here. But, um, but, uh, I, my kids get that. They like, just go and play. It's college just for you to play. It's your time because you're going to jobs come yeah. <laughs> So go have some fun. But he was, he always did that. And when I did the acting thing, you know, they never blinked. He all, or my mother, they never blinked. Because I left art school I dropped out of art school To be, call myself an actor And by calling myself an actor What well, I did I went to the dole office The welfare office And s- signed on For welfare For a dole check And they said what, what, what do you do I said I'm an actor I filled it in And I never signed on again So that's how, that's how I call myself an actor
0: <laughs> That's what a weird back door <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> The welfare office I guess this that's, is my no, if, that's how Because that, that's how I could do, Then I could actually Put it on a bit of paper That's what I c- call myself was that motivating? Yeah, I I'd get to get a job. And then I would do I would do pub theatre, which we have in you know, little theatre companies, anything to get a, a wage. I worked selling advertising over their phone to people who couldn't afford it. Oh man. Uh, you know those guys? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys that still call cool you now. Um <laughs> I was one of those. I did I did anything. I worked in a I worked in a pub, did you know anything. Try and get some money. And then uh and then got very, very lucky and got a lead in a film,
0: in a television film. And was that it from then on?
1: Um, no, I would go back and do other jobs, but uh, the first director, he was like my um, my Quentin in England. He was a guy named Alan Clark, and he was an English director. He was a fantastic guy. He died very young, but Gary, Gary Oldman came up through him. Ray mm-hmm. Winstone came up through him. I came up through him. Um, uh, he... I got a flat tire on a bicycle, and I'm trying to find a bicycle pump at a theatre. And he, the, the theatre didn't have a bicycle pump, but there, was, there were these auditions um, going on that they knew about were going on for a film for a television film. And they said you've shaved your head before in a play. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, I don't care. He said, Well go along for this. He got that's the only requirement. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, so I went in back. and met this guy, and three auditions later, um, I got the job. And that and he recommended me. On to a guy named Mike Lee He's an improvisational Yeah um, uh, Film director And then he recommended me On to Stephen Frears So I went th- through Wow the, the the three of them Did you ever That's- get that bicycle pump? I never got it. <laughs> I often wonder where that bike There's is. There's still a bike right? just sitting in front of that theater,
0: just this rusty bike. Oh, fuck
1: me, man! Oh, I never even
0: <laughs> left this here. I should put it up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, is Hateful Eight? Is that what you're? Is that what we're promoting today? Or do you have other stuff that you? want? I've would... got two little films I did. Um... Anything you want? Anything you want? As go, much as you want. Nip out and see this film. I don't know when is it. When does this go out? When is this going up, Katie?
1: Later in, De- it's not I, De- I De- don't even know if we'll have distribution
2: for it.
3: Twenty third,
0: Twenty third of December for Hateful Eight.
2: But there's two, it's two films to look for. Um, Boy, wasn't Star Wars great, guys? Oh, <laughs> <I> mean, worth <laughs> the was, wait. So I couldn't good. believe it. JJ nailed it. He nailed it. Um, he oh, fucking oh. I've seen it nine times. <laughs> oh, I've never seen Harrison Ford so interested in being there.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Think it's going to happen?
1: I think it's going to be huge. Right? It's going to be
0: fucking enormous. Oh, it'll be the movie. Movie. Yeah, It is yeah. the movie. I mean, I- and I'm not even. I'm not even worried <laughs> about jinxing it. It is the no. movie of the century. Yeah. There's no question because, you know, I think the- we are talking about Hateful Eight here, right? Yes, we're yeah. talking <laughs> about Hateful Eight. It's going to be the mo- the eighth in a series of hateful movies. Uh, oh man! But it, it. But you know, Star Wars. It, because we went through, you know, what happened with the. Episodes 1, 2, and 3 in the late 90s and the early 2000s. Like, be, People are so primed to re what they felt the first time they saw Star Wars again. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember when I was a kid, seeing it. I mean, I uh,
1: how old I was, but teenager, I guess. Yeah, you would have been about 17-year-old. 16. Yeah, and there was a guy sitting, talking in the cinema in front of me. I just want to smack him on the head. It's, you know when people talk in a cinema? Oh, yeah, for fucking serious pet it, peeve about oh, that's it. That's a real bad one. That's a bad one.
0: That drives me crazy.
1: Uh, anyway, but it was... And, that, and then it just came up. It was that 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 film was. It was one of those films,
0: and man. I think it's going to be that uh, for for the people like us that want to rediscover that magic and opening up this universe again. And I think for a whole new bevy of fans of young people, it's just going to. I think from top to bottom, it's going to be the, the. I think it's going to be the film of the century. I hope so. For so many reasons, like they're... I've never had tickets for a movie this far out. Have you got them? Yeah. Did you snag some?
2: I I uh, yeah. Uh, well um, you, you'll probably see it before us uh, oh you, you got you got things to do I don't know I, you
0: know there's
2: some perks I mean we've it. all seen it by now it's December 23rd yes,
0: oh what Christmas times we're having here on this podcast
1: oh my god where am I gonna be I don't even know actually I'll tell you what what I'm hoping to be it depends if we can swing it because this hopefully uh, it opens on Christmas Day. Yeah. So I want to do what I'm trying to do. My wife said she's up with it, up for it. Is go to one of the you know the Christmas Day screening. Yeah. And go take the kids, you know, take them to see it, and then go home and have the dinner. But I don't know if I get away with it or not. But I'm, I think that would be great. They want to do it, but it's whether we can get in, you know, and where it's showing and all that stuff on the 70 mil because I want them to see it on the on the big screen.
0: Yeah. Completely. In what, in what what area will you? What region? You'll be here, California. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. I think there'll be. I think there's going to be enough screenings of it. You'll be able to find something. When go. Django came out, I saw that
2: at the New Beverly. That's where I really where I went to see it. Wow. the First night, and it was fucking awesome. But I I feel like 70 millimeter. I don't want to see it at the New Bev. I think it's, I, want I, I, first, I want to see it first. I want to see it on a bigger. I saw it at
0: the Chinese Theater. I saw I saw Django at the Chinese Theater mm. and in Glorious Bastards at the Chinese Theater. Yeah, I, tell you, I he's think the, it have to be on a bigger. Yeah. It'll have to be, yeah, it'll have to yeah. be something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. I don't know what they got planned, but... That's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, and also, I think, perfect counter-programming to Star Wars. Perfect Absolutely. counter-programming yeah. to Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I mean, Quentin's his own world. Yeah, it, it, you know, you go to Quinter plus 9. it's cold in that movie. I like, for some
2: reason I enjoy How when it's cool when that, it's cold in the movie, and you're watching it in December in a theater, and it's like, yeah, I see their breath. It's cold outside. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I feel good about that, but <laughs> well, thanks for that. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was kind of
3: fun.
0: Tim, we want you to do more cold movies. Why? <laughs> why, cold why would that be yet? a thing that I would need to do? sponsored by Canada Goose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what were the, what were the other two films that you wanted to do oh, um, there? there's a,
1: the two. Tiny budget, little independent movies that I care care about. One is called Six Hundred Miles, mm-hmm. and uh, directed by Gabriel Ripstein, and the other one directed by Michel Franco is uh, Chronic. And I don't know if they'll have distribution, but I thought I'd just throw them out. They should, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> they're should. Great young filmmakers, they really are. They're
0: very, very cool people. So. Anything, anything, anything next year that you you want to talk about, or anything that you're working on that you that people I, don't
1: know about yet, or anything? I can't yet because I have haven't made my mind up okay but
0: there's a couple of really cool things. The Snape
2: origin story? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We play Snape, Snape in the West End. <laughs> yeah. for so. Snape, for some Snape. reason, is now a vampire that sings. I don't get this.
0: <laughs> Snape's Dracula right. Spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Snape's and
2: capes. Is no, it's, 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 it's Snape oh, at Hogwarts man. putting on a production of Dracula Spectacular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, uh, that some of the students show up for because right. they feel bad yeah. for him yeah. Because like, yeah. no one was oh, God, man. Maybe I should have done it. No, 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 no. (laughs)
2: Oh, we it. You should have been in the first Die Hard too. Fuck that Rickman guy. Yeah, I mean, come on,
0: I mean, come on. No, but I mean, I think it's you know. But you know, it's interesting to look back and go, "Oh, what if I had?"
1: But, oh no, you but... don't. The thing is, I don't because I just know. I, t- I when I was when I was uh, when I when I was directing, I called up Alan because he was the only guy that I knew who directed an actor who directed, and they were already acting up on money. But I don't know if they were. I can't remember. But um. Yeah, he can't. You can't. I mean, Alan's going to do it. You know, it's. it's my would have been a lot more oiky. Yeah, a, lot <laughs> a, little, a, little more, a little more more greasy. <laughs> so yeah, oi,
0: Potter, <laughs> Mister Potter. Yeah,
2: I read them to my kids. Oh yeah, the whole the whole book, the whole series. Yeah, I don't even enjoy them. I don't know why I'm talking about. You don't
0: them. like them, Wizards suck, man. wizards and swords. I'm out. Oh. Whenever I see a sword, you
2: got, well, you need some kids, you know,
0: for yeah. like around to around Yeah, you have some kids. You know, Matt will tell you anything about any Star Trek anything.
1: Yeah, sure, I enjoy. Oh yeah, I enjoy yeah, space. Yeah. They bring that back out here, right? Oh, 2017? believe me, I'm
0: on Twitter trying to get a job. <laughs> Are
1: you trying to write on it? <laughs>
2: yeah. Who's making it? Uh, Crux, uh, Kurtzman. Okay. You know, you know, Kurtzman
1: and Orky. And it's a TV series, another TV series. Well,
2: you know what they're doing, from what I've read, is they're going to launch CBS's platform, their streaming platform, oh, okay. which is hilarious that the FCC wouldn't give everyone a la carte programming. Like you couldn't pay for whatever cable channels you wanted. Now they're just everyone's launching their own streaming. Exactly channel. the same thing. So yeah. it's the same thing you're just doing it on your computer. So, they're, but they're going to launch it on television. They're going to do the first episode on CBS, and then it's going to go. The rest of them are going to be on the streaming. Just because the public just ignored them. Yeah, they spent. They just did it anyway. Yeah. I mean, you could.
1: My kids. That's how they watch TV. Yeah,
2: it, but it is. It is getting all the. You know, it's going to be a little crazy how many people are asking for eight dollars a month. Do you oh, know that's coming. Kind of, well, that's you the know thing. what I mean. That's it's like the Hulu, all the Netflix, you know, whenever CBS. I, whenever I now. meet
0: with companies who have subscription services and they go, oh, we're asking for is four bucks a month," I go, "Yeah, there's three hundred people asking for four dollars a month." Like people are going to end up spending more in oh, yeah. yeah. their cable. But you know, in the, in the television business, you have channels networks that are. You know, battling for carriage rights with, you know, with Directv and Time Warner, yeah. like all these, and so then they have those struggles. And now I think, in as much as the internet empowered single users like YouTube to go out and make, now networks are like, oh, I don't know if we need you guys anymore. We'll just put our contents. You know, like they're a question the for you are,
1: along, that, along those lines. Do you think the Nielsen thing is of, is relevant at all? No,
0: no, not it, remotely. Ha, ha, no. It hasn't been not remotely. And the problem is there yeah. is. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about this, because... I, <laughs> I really do. I really do. Well, I do, because they kept bringing up the ratings, and I'm like, I'm like when it I was doing yeah. it... It, yeah. Doesn't, the
1: only it thing, doesn't count.
0: The only thing the ratings mean anything to are advertisers, and when advertisers adopt... You know, a lot of people who run the big companies that buy ad time... Yeah, yeah. Those people, a lot of them, are older and not as in touch with how things work, and so they are still... And sooner or later, they'll start to die off, but they they are more in touch with the old way of doing media, which is you look at Nielsen, you look at a small sampling of people who would t- also take the time to do it, and they that's the number that they live by, if you could just get advertisers to look at a different metric. So the problem is it's creating, it's finding an algorithm that creates a metric for true social penetration for any piece of entertainment because the Nielsen... I'm going to bore the shit out ever. No, 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 no. The, I, find, the, I find this to be quite interesting. The Nielsen number... So, like, shows that are considered, like, oh, these are shows people are watching, you know? Like, there are popular shows that actually don't rate incredibly highly, according to Nielsen. But because so much of the story is in not in how people sit in front of their television set, there's DVRing, there's, you yeah. know, people are streaming, there is a certain amount of cultural penetration that's not being measured that is actually, I think, the true number and in as much as i think they are trying to figure out how to do that there's no one's figured out they don't know how to quantify two advertisers and go okay a show like mad men which really you know three million people watched you know i mean it's it's a it's a respectable well, number now it's been much more because it's on it's because on yeah but but the, the the penetration that a show like mad men had on the culture was so much more valuable than what the nielsen number would tell the story yeah. of that it's it's getting advertisers it's finding a metric that measures that thing that then advertisers but don't will you accept you think that the networks are, uh, are sort of in on it because
1: yeah. because they're still trying to cr- tell the advertisers that they're relevant they're that's still right. trying to t- to camouflage the fact that that's over
0: there are certain i i guarantee you there are shows that if there if they if you saw what the true number was networks would not probably want that information they out. want it out there yeah. So right now, it there is that you know the main networks have a certain amount of control, but you know as with any digital, as any any revolution, which is certainly happening right now, sooner or later it's going to tip because people are creating streaming services. They're going to form direct relationships with the consumers, and and then it's not all that shit's not going to matter. It'll be like the old days of television where it's like you know, uh, Mr. Bubble Soap sponsors the Lucille Ball Comedy Hour. It, it, it kind of.
1: It should. If they want to do it, that's pretty much what it's going to have to be. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, sponsored yeah. by Marlboro. You know, sponsored, yeah,
0: right? sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by <Can't> Marlboro. Chesterfield. <laughs> the president, <laughs> Barney the dinosaur, sponsored by Chesterfield. Welcome to the Dumont's programming. <laughs> yeah, no <that's> shit, right? <laughs> but that's you know, product integration. The people are already doing product integration. It's you know, it's it's already out there. But it it, it is going to take a paradigm shift in how it's calculated and what advertisers are willing to accept as. But, you know, just like any kind of structure that's dying out, some people are afraid to let go of the way things were done. But they're going to get, it's going to evolve past that shit. Well, I mean, were, I mean DirecTV is now AT&T, yeah. right? Right. They fucked uh, me.
2: Uh, yep, there you go. <laughs> I got away from U-verse and then all of a sudden, yeah. guess what, buddy? That and, dish and is and pointing at at that
1: That's Murdoch too, right?
2: Yeah. So anyway, if
1: you actually sit back and look at who runs what, it's guess, three people. It's yeah, three It's people. three and lizards
0: and humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And they usually are lizards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what that,
0: are we doing? It's sort of like it's kind of like the Vincent D'Onofrio character in, in uh, Men in Black, where yeah, it's yeah, just like water, he's yeah. barely holding on yeah, to the oh, skin. Is yeah, he's right? yeah. yeah, a jaguar. Yeah. What are we gonna do with the masses today? Like, <laughs> we're gonna fuck everybody. <laughs> do
1: you yeah. know, wasn't there was no one time when Murdoch tried to sue. um The Simpsons and they had to tell him, break it to him, it was actually his show. <laughs> at, I actually,
0: didn't hear that story, but that's an amazing story. <laughs> I don't know if that's urban curious.
1: urban myth, but it, I, I have a feeling it's true. We went off because they kept saying things about Fox. They'd do the fake Fox yeah, yeah, scrolls the and all the that bottom, shit. Yeah. They tried to go after Is him. let go
0: after him. I want to go after him. I'm, excuse me, Mr. Murdoch, but uh, Frank, <laughs> you own that. <laughs> and not only that, that's the show that ultimately, you know, Simpsons and Married with Children were the two shows that like made Fox oh, yeah. Fox. Oh yeah, that they wouldn't have been. There wouldn't have been a Fox Network without those yeah. two flags. Ship shows, yeah, you know, so that's kind of funny. That's like there's the other urban myth
1: is one: got two guys in a pub, got went out. I don't know if it was in England, but they, they went out and they trademarked 21st Century Fox.
0: Oh, two guys trademarked 21st yeah, Century and Fox. They had to
1: bite off them. That's, I don't know if that's true or that's not. fantastic.
0: <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, those are the kind of stories I love.
1: I can't be true that one.
0: <laughs> I, you know, there. I don't. I don't see why it couldn't be true, especially in an era. You know, like we just in the last third 25 years. You know, there were people squatting on URLs. You know, like- well, they do it to politicians. Yeah, yeah. all the time when they, they when they're going to run, they've already got you yeah. know,
1: trademarked their name or, or got, got their website, their domain.
0: Ah, oh, do you not? run any? Do you do any of that stuff? What's that? Yeah, like any web stuff? Do you have there's not a. I it can't imagine be. there's a. I'm sure there's a timroth.com, but it's probably not. Uh, yeah, it's, I've got nothing to do with any of it. Do you do you ever see yourself? You know, going into digital. he Doesn't
2: see himself. He's Dracula. I never. Uh, Dracula. <laughs> Look it's at the mirror. Nothing's there, Chris. Uh,
0: Matt, you know, sometimes I want to slap you for interrupting. I that was a genius callback. That's pretty good. That was a beautiful. That was so beautifully done. Cut out all reference to that.
3: <laughs> so people so, have you know, and then yeah. keep it
1: in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: Just like Dracula doesn't yeah. cast a reflection, and, and just saying, crickets. Yeah, <laughs> and then Matt just came in with a. <laughs> weird Dracula <laughs> reference at the end of the Fifty scene. Fifty. Yeah, right. <laughs> Usually it's crickets.
3: <laughs>
0: Would you ever see yourself making digital content for a streaming platform just for the sake of you, Do you know, mean to be, uh, acting in it as a director? Oh shit! Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah! Yeah yeah. Completely. Yeah, I don't care. What I mean, you still, sh- you still, it's, it's a new way of, of performing. Yeah. So, oh yeah! Yeah yeah. I mean, I like, I like the whole Quentin uh, purist. thing uh, notion I haven't worked with on film for a long time when I shot when I directed I shot on anamorphic on widescreen so I understand his, his kind of and also the celebration of cinema but I haven't done I mean most of the stuff I do now is digital and that what's, what's the difference between that and Amazon or
0: and nothing really I mean it's, it's, it's the delivery systems are getting the getting the stuff to people I guess that's really the most important but thing but Quentin's argument is it I, who wants to watch TV
1: in a crowded room right you know and I take that point well, it, it, and and the so just the idea of you know, sitting in a, in a room with a group, group of stra- strangers experiencing something is still uh, uh, has such a huge amount of. Well, his movies are
0: such it. event movies, and yep. it's such that you uni- because the because he does things that no one else will do. You need... To, it's so good to see that with a community of people yeah. so you can all like, holy fuck, or laugh, yeah, yeah. Or, or be or like, be complete. I mean, yeah. but it is... It's, I think it's harder and harder to motivate people, you know, because we're creatures of convenience. It's harder to motivate people to put on pants, leave their house, park, go sit in a yeah. theater. If it's a movie where someone goes, I could have just fucking watched that on my but iPad. But I'm
1: wondering if that's... I'm wondering if that is the case... Uh, well, certainly in France they go to see movies. They're, they're really obsessed with going to see movies and the, and that experience. Um, I'm wondering if that's just a, a, a thing that's changing in the in the in the states more than it is. Elsewhere. I
0: think I think what will probably end up happening is that going to a movie theater will be oh that's like a fun weird thing that like like well, a drive-in like a drive-in like people used to sort of take it for granted you go see the movies. But people like Quentin and, you know, JJ and Big Guillermo, like, they'll make movies that you need to see on yeah. a big screen that are appropriate for that platform. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to, you know, it's all going to suss out that way. And then there's other stuff where you're like, I could, I can just watch that on my TV. I don't need to go sit in a theater and see It'd that. It would be awful to be that director,
1: though, where you can go, where you are the one that they're saying that about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't need if, to see that on a big screen, right? Ooh, if
0: if man. If you're... Ouch if you're if that type of storytelling is important to you i think film will have its own kind of specific subset of storytelling that is that you'll start to see the delineation between oh that's something you should see in a theater versus you don't need to see that in a theater but
1: uh, yeah i mean and and also maybe just i mean I I, I I actually i really go with quentin on that on that thing and i'm 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 i will be doing those um, digital films you know and all that stuff but Because, um, but I go with him down that
0: the celebration
1: road with him. I really do
0: because there will be a delineation like that. You're going to see more people in the Quentin School style of filmmaking. I hope so. Who will make films that they know they want specifically to be seen that way. And I think, in a way, you'll start to see a better crop of film that is made for cinema. Yeah, you know, it's just like it, it. everything is so splintered media is so splintered it's like you know and everything kind of has its own way of telling a story even down to vine or instagram yeah there are specific ways to tell stories and film is going to i mean like theater film is just going to be its own it'll be like theater but yeah. theater film it, yeah it, i think it's just going to be different yeah yeah and you get to sort of pick
1: which i think I mean, is sort of fun. hopefully
0: we can just sort of dive around but i mean
1: i i, I like the when you shoot on film there's a there's a there's a kind of nervous edge to it because there's only so much of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it costs a lot of money, and there's only so much of it. Whereas if you're on, on a, you're shooting on a hard drive, you just keep shooting until. Well, well,
0: that's why. That's why you know. Whenever you see practical effects, you go, "Holy shit! They really that's, there was real craft yeah. in that. They yeah. could have just cheesed it out. I mean, like, I, there's a real art to CG. I'm not disparaging people who are CG artists, but I mean, but because a lot of people misuse it because yeah. it's cheaper, it can be cheaper. When you see practical effects, you yeah. go, oh, wow, that's really crazy that someone decided yeah. to do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that was what I think Tim Burton was trying to do with Pla- Planet of the Apes, but, um, you know, it didn't work. But, you know, it, it, he, he, he could have gone down that road. That was It was just available at that point. And the studio, he, he and he was like, fighting to make a dark
0: movie, and they didn't let him. But Would you say Quentin is the guy of all the directors, he's the guy that you're most simpatico with? Like, oh, we're just uh, I mean... I th- I'm not
1: I mean I we bump into each other at festivals that's how it's been for a few years I'm, I mean he he asked me to do Inglourious Bastards, when unfortunately I was doing the TV show so I couldn't do it but um, but you know this is kind of us
0: just read you know rediscovering me just me rediscovering him this is new are you watching directors on each project as a director? Are you watching and going, "Oh, this is how they do that," or "This is how they tell that story"? Or are you seeing that, or you're just paying attention to your? I'm just watching him as me. I mean,
1: it's some people just. Here's what Quentin does, which is really which I watch, and I, I actually talked to him about it. It, it, it. He's he's an extraordinary director of actors, um, on on many levels. But and first of all, and, and he's one of the few writers that writes speeches for their characters. That doesn't exist. <laughs> it's incredible. So you better get ready, you know. Uh, but he does. It's, it's such fun. But what he does, I watched him as the sh- as the focus shifts back and forth between the people. I watched him. I watched him quietly, just f- f- his focus, just go on to them, talking to them, you know, telling stories, you know, starting, you know, and loosening them up and getting them ready. I watched him getting getting us ready. It was it, it's. I don't know where he got it from. I don't know if he was just born with it, but it's very very rare. He he'd start to as as the as the camera was going to go, the next setup was going to be on that side of the room or whatever you're going to wherever you were, I watched him just shift his personal focus. Yeah. away from from that person, away from me and onto that person, for example. Oh, that's really And then I watched it coming back around to me. If I was, if, you know that that, and the, it's 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 a weird thing that it stood out, but it really stood out, and 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 then it, of course he he engaged with you as a as a director of your performance, but he, he his way of directing is very um, it's kind of psychological in a way. I mean, I, I, and it must be very very exhausting for him, but he's <laughs> an an utterly unique person. There's, I mean, there's, there's many different kinds of directors. You could put them in groups. But there's only one, Quentin.
3: Yeah. There's
0: only one. Well, I, uh, I cannot thank you enough for your time. I mean, this was, I mean, this, oh, my <laughs> God. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep you so long. That's right, man. No, it's really good... fucking hungry though. Yeah, we'll get
1: you. No, some... no, no, I'm going to make my <laughs> missions. <laughs> oh, okay
0: you are. Yeah, you want some more green tea kids? <laughs> no, thanks, man. Yeah, you've been down that road. <laughs> I've done that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, as you you know, as you direct, as you put more stuff out, you come back on, please. Oh yeah, Please, yeah, love please, to. please yeah, come yeah, back yeah, on. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah You should get Quentin. Have you had Quentin on here? He agreed to do the pod when when <laughs> he called one of our bookers for the podcast, uh, Deb's uh, partner and said oh he, and he asked me to moderate the panel and i said sure and then i was like oh here's my opportunity tell him i'll do it if he does the podcast and he said yeah so yeah. he's gonna do it. well at some he, point.
1: get ready because man he knows so much
3: stuff
0: oh yeah i mean it's I you mean, know, the thing that's great it's unbelievable just listening to him the thing that i liked about him is that he's clearly a fucking genius yeah but he's relatable because he's willing to Express like he's not afraid to get emotional about stuff and talk about it, and he really cares. It's
1: extraordinary what happens with him in that something something that you really wouldn't expect is is he's fascinated by. Yeah, and you go, go, okay, where did that come from? You know, and (laughs) he'll know somebody's name, their brother's name, the the person who they didn't even know was their brother's name. That kind of you like some some weird performer that is from the nineteen twenties who's he can tell you all of the films that relate to various. You know, it's like it's like a family. You have to sit there and really pay attention. My wife's a bit like that. You have to really pay attention and and okay. Well, I have no idea where this is going. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, my 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 plan was just like I'll we'll bring him in and just kind of let him go. And then oh it, no, then you you better do do your homework. You know, <laughs> no. Not like you did with me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was terrific. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's fun. You should. I hope he does it because it's. It's. You know. There's nothing that he likes to talk more about in films.
0: You know, that's just, that's just the film. That's his thing. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, right. Tim right. Good to see you. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> the end.
3: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
2: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that.